Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Dr. Paul, it's great to be with you. Very, very good. Uh, you know, this morning when I got up and started looking at some financial news, uh, there was a bit of excitement today. I just want to mention that, uh, and that has to do with uh, the reports. The reports, you know, in, in a way aren't that astounding, but because they were slightly different than everybody was anticipating, it was a big deal. And the market was down like 400, 500 points, which since then has gone back up. And I keep thinking about when those uh, chairman of the Federal Reserve Board uh, would, would tell me, yeah, you may be right about that, but as long as this, these changes are orderly. And I got to thinking, this morning they weren't so orderly, they were disorderly. And of course, the disorder is what we've been warning people about that, you know, over the years. Uh, this uh, is going to get much worse because now the bills have come due. That's what we're talking about, you know, in finances. And then they have this silly notion that, uh, yes, uh, there's inflation. The treatment for inflation is mess up the economy, make the economy doesn't don't work. So then it'll drive prices down. So they look at prices and manipulation of prices as, as the whole thing. And of course, when things are in the boom part, it's the prices of the stocks, you know, push the stocks up. Eventually that gets exhausted and the prices of stocks don't go up quite uh, the way they want them to, like this morning. But there's a lot of manipulation and misunderstanding. You know, this is one of, one of the reasons we do uh, partner with uh, uh, Birch Gold, because there's a lot of information. Of course, I've been watching gold probably almost every day since Bretton Woods broke down, because I saw that as a, as a big event. And I think more people are watching gold than ever before. You know, it's up around 1,800. But uh, it, too, is, uh, you know, vulnerable to news, uh, both in the fact that the, what they're doing is important, but also trying to interpret what the average investor is going to do. Because I don't think they all believe in exactly what they're doing. They're saying, oh, most of the people now are going to sell, so I better do that and get in on it. And, and it's not an economic calculation. But I think the more information all of us have, the better. And that's why, uh, if you look at the bottom of the screen there, there, there is a, a, a number that you can text, and that will uh, tie you into the Birch Gold. And they can mail you uh, some information. And there's no cost to this. It's just to uh, introduce you to a little bit more about the activities of, of gold and uh, other investment. So if you text that number, uh, you can ask for that package. In the meantime, we're going to keep plugging away here and trying to understand exactly uh, what's going on. And uh, there's a lot of people trying hard because nobody has... Uh, and nobody has a monopoly over wisdom, especially when uh, predicting the future, you have to put up with a bunch of economic interventionists and authoritarians and people who hate gold, people who hate liberty, people who will do almost anything to manipulate uh, political power. So there's a lot of difficulties there. And I, we want to talk, Chris, a little bit about that because there is a lot of manipulation going on and uh, we keep thinking, oh, what are they going to do? But here, you know, we've praised uh, DeSantis. We're not exactly excited about his foreign policy, but we've praised him on his economic policy and how he handled COVID and all. So uh, he's taken a stand. And, and we like that, and it isn't a solution, but it's a step in the right direction, and we want to talk about that in a little bit. 
Yes, Dr. Paul, he pulled out $2 billion from BlackRock, which is, you know, one of the big culprits in this ESG scam, which is environmental, social, and governance. You know, and all that is, is it politicizes corporations. Uh, it's the exact opposite of the market process, where your corporations are there to satisfy consumer wants, try to do it as profitably and as efficiently as possible, and that's how the market works. And the more successful you are at that, you're rewarded with profits. And if you're not, if you're inefficient or are making things that people are not willing to pay for, then you know you're punished with uh, losses. Uh, well, this ESG has, you know, the consumer is basically out of the picture. People, things will be produced based on what these you know, big financial institutions and so-called experts want. Uh, they will provide you with the, uh, you know, what you want. So uh, if, let's say consumers obviously, myself included, love steak. Well, you'll hear from corporations, ah, I'm sorry, the experts say this is bad for the environment and we got to watch our ESG score. So here's some bugs for you to eat. You know, so and we see, you know, we're already starting to see this kind of talk. They're trying to push bugs on us. It's insanity. That's not the market. This is politics, which is taking over the market, which is the exact opposite of what we need. We need to get politics out of the marketplace so that corporations, businesses can actually provide us with the things that we want without being woke and all the other garbage that they've been pushing on us these last few years. But that's what this ESG uh, is and DeSantis, among other states, are starting to stand up against it. Yes, and, and this is this is very political. Is uh, introducing the whole notion of radical environmentalism that uh, is used to control people, just like radical vaccinations uh, want to get control of the people and, and uh, deny that science exists and and only Fauci can tell us what to do. So this this is it's it's not really. In uh, an investment in the true sense of, of the word, and uh, this company is not that old. It was started in 1988, and one of the reasons uh, what they wanted to do was protect the assets of the average person. And I got to think, I don't think that is exactly what they had. well, maybe maybe they did have it in mind. I don't know, but it didn't work out that way. They're 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 uh, they 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 are now in the business of protecting their uh, not only financial assets. Assets, and it's huge, but all, also the political uh, operations. I mean, this, the way this thing works, uh, because the um, the Black Rocks and the other uh, the other investment companies, they they get along with the Fed quite well. But I think Blackstock is the closely related, and she has people on her staff that are very good buddies with Kamala Harris. So uh, maybe Kamala Harris uh, knows more about what's going on than she appears to know. But she's a, she's in a place. But at least they get credibility of that. But the, the, the uh, BlackRock manages uh, ten, $10 trillion. That's, that's a bit of change. And it's reported, and I imagine the statistics are pretty accurate, that they're third in line for the size of uh, anybody holding uh, assets and uh, investment. And the other, the two in front are the United States and China, and then it's BlackRock. I mean, this is, this is huge. And uh, there's so much coercion that goes in. It's sort of a blackmail type of thing that if, uh, if you don't obey and do the rules and toe the line on the radical environmentalism, uh, you're going to be denied, you know, certain benefits. 
And uh, like, for instance, BlackRock was in charge of, uh, you know, uh, distributing the funds uh, after, after COVID. I mean, they're very much tied into that. Now, Larry Fink, who runs uh, BlackRock, he, he, I believe he really believed, uh, you know, in this radical environmentalism, but he'll bend when he has to and, and you know, save some bucks. But he, uh, he, is, he is one that's probably radical and believes in it, but uh, everybody that puts money in there and saves the money and supports BlackRock and the other companies like Fidelity and Vanguard, uh, they do it because they're hoping somebody's going to help them preserve, uh, preserve their cash and their, their savings. But they, he, uh, they cannot, uh, 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 Larry Fink is one that I think he really believes in this whole thing of radical environmentalism. So it's the E for the environment, and then there's the social welfare stuff that he does, and then also governance. He's involved in everything. You know, I keep thinking I have a sort of a theory in my head about, uh, you know, when did the coup occur? In, in this country, and there, there has been a coup because it's not our constitution that deals with all, all these events now, others do. So I would say somebody like a Larry Fink and these investment companies really have taken over the principles that were laid down by our founders. I find that really tragic, but uh, we cheer the individuals on, uh, like a DeSantis who uh, is willing to uh, uh, you know, be, be challenge these people and point out when they, str you know, stray away from the principles they're supposed to be uh, upholding. Chris? Right, Dr. Paul. And uh, we have praised Ron DeSantis uh, over the last few years because he has been a star and he was, he was the star of the election. His people voted for him uh, in tremendous numbers and he was reelected. And it's because he stood for freedom against unprecedented tyranny that has never occurred before uh, in the world and he was you know one of the few that did the right thing but as we mentioned even last week and this week and, and he's governor so he has no foreign policy but if he ever becomes president his foreign policy views we think need a lot of work because they're interventionist you know and it clearly goes against what he has done what has made him a star this man understands florida first he took care of the people in his state. He did not go around trying to remake New York, remake California because they weren't free and they weren't. He let them go and live in their misery. And he took care of the people in Florida. That is how American foreign policy should be. Ron DeSantis needs to make that connection. Let, you know, we need to be a shining example, just like you made Florida a shining example. We're not supposed to go around and try to remake the world that are not like us and are constantly fail and go bankrupt doing it. So if he would, to, would, to, would take the philosophy that he has done as a governor and applied it to American foreign policy, I mean, you're talking about a major, major force that the American people would finally you know, be able to unite around. Now, the establishment would not like it. They want the empire, you know, and that's, you know, it's yet to be seen. If he goes uh, for the presidency, you know, foreign policy might be the, the uh, you know, the key area that he really needs to change. Very good. You know, the uh, effort that he made this, this uh, week by uh, taking, taking the money out of uh, BlackRock, I think is important, but it brings up uh, the subject of states' rights. And the founders were, you know, pretty astute in looking at that. And what they had advised, obviously, we lost so much of it. 
because the states were sort of close to being an independent country, but that was dismissed rather early, and the debate went on with Hamilton and Jefferson about, you know, just what, what it should be like, and Jefferson defending states' rights. In a way, this is making use of the Constitution because so far it's still okay if you're in New York and say, I've had it, I'm getting out of here, I'm going to Florida, I'm going to Texas, you know, that's good, that still happens. And, uh, you, know, you know, DeSantis isn't the first one to withdraw these funds, I think Texas did it and maybe some others, And uh, but this could be contagious. The states should be independent-minded, they shouldn't be uh, roped into doing uh, all, all these things. But the problem is, is that it's the demagogues that flock uh, to the system because if you say that you don't believe in pure democracy that you believe in a republic you can get into big trouble but what what if uh, what, what if you say that you uh, you like the principle of states rights you'll be called a racist you know and they'll just demagogue it to death rather than say you know I believe in liberty and a small government and the smaller the better. Some people believe in, in uh, independent uh, uh, to the, the, down to the individual. We should be worrying about ourselves and taking care of ourselves, but then local government is best. But uh, this, what we're witnessing today though, and the thing that uh, DeSantis was attacking, was this whole thing where it gets much more confusing. Everybody concentrates on the elections, which I uh, don't consider exactly above board, but there's another system that is sort of very seductive and buried, and, and that has to do with the control of the finances. It's always been that way, and the Federal Reserve has been involved, and we complain about them. But this whole thing about these, the combination, once again, this is corporatism at its worst, and uh, that is why you know these corporations uh, why they followed through and did what the government told them to do to enforce, uh, you know, and res to restrict the First Amendment. And, and they've done that. But now, you, you know, in finances, they're getting people to invest in these companies. And this is compounding the natural thing to one that we should expect is when you have a Federal Reserve manipulating interest rates, you build bubbles and distortions and malinvestment that need corrected. And my argument has been all along that these malinvestments because of these uh, rigged in, uh, uh, controls where all this money is channeled in for social order, uh, the bubble gets even bigger. But the market will deal with it. And right now we're witnessing, uh, you know, t today and other days in moving in the direction. We've had enough of this. We don't have to listen to them put our money all in BlackRock. Uh, we'll go on and on. So I see that as positive. Excellent, Dr. Paul. Uh, I'll make my closing statement, and that is uh, it doesn't take much for freedom to prevail, usually just a few people with enough courage to do it. Uh, it's the opposite of the authoritarian way. The authoritarian way is to try to control everything, to steamroll everything, take control of the schools, take control of the media, entertainment, political parties, get in control of it all, and then the world will bend their knee to us. And that is not how it works, eh? Uh, you can do that for a little while, but freedom is the opposite. Freedom just needs a tiny, imperceptible hole, and then it, it prevails, you know, out of nowhere. Where did that come from? You know, our country was founded like that. We're a bunch of nobodies, and we broke away from the biggest empire in the history of the world. So that's, but the people wanted freedom, and nothing would stop them. So, but, you know, it takes going against the grain, and we see that 
today. We see that with the Musks and the Trumps. Even if you're a billionaire, if you go against the grain, they're coming for you to try to cancel you out. And most people do not want to go against the grain. They just want to go along. Uh, you know, but a DeSantis didn't go against the grain. Like Dr. Paul said, he turned his state. I remember during COVID, people were saying, you know, I flew to Florida and it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're going across the Berlin Wall. It's, it's, you're going from tyranny to freedom. You know, he did it. And uh, many of us, we know a lot of progressives. A lot of my friends are progressives and you're in the minority. And it, it's easy to get discouraged, like, oh, my gosh, I'm surrounded. But you're the DeSantis if you're in the minority. And if you do the right things, say the right things, stick to principle, stick to the truth, what you say, the ideas that you say will ultimately prevail. So it doesn't take much for our ideas to succeed. It just needs enough people with the courage to make it happen. Very, very good, Chris. And I want to uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, the business cycle and what we're facing and why it seems to be a problem getting much worse uh, at the present time. And I think there's one basic rule in economics that uh, I believe is a, is a proper one. And that is, if you look at the big economy like you look at an individual economy, a personal economy or a personal business, that if, uh, if you're running your business or your household by uh, running up debt, you keep borrowing and borrowing and money's uh, you know, you know, generous around and you can get these loans and you keep building and building and using a lot of credit cards. Eventually, this excessive living beyond your mean has to be met up with a period of time when you will live beneath your mean. People can understand that if, uh, if they're an individual and they just, uh, you know, took six credit cards out and they got in over their heads and, and they weren't paying their bills and they didn't know what to do, they get into a, a, a dilemma. Uh, but we're in the process now in all of society and, and our country and the world for that matter, uh, will be forced to live beneath its means, no matter how hard they work to perpetuate what we have. Well, we have a problem, so uh, the problem is that we have too much inflation because we print up too much money, and now we're having problems that prices are going up. Well, the solution is print more money then. They just need more money and everything will be okay. Now, that's not going to work. It works for short periods of time, but this time around, I just don't think it's going to work. And even these big companies that's controlling the money of the world, market forces are more powerful than the, the, the bureaucrats and the money manager. Uh, eventually, the market will overwhelm. And that's why artificial interest rates uh, you know, work for a while and they'll boost the market. But eventually, uh, the whole thing comes down because uh, it's not viable and it's not viable and, and the thing comes down and, and then you keep fighting. But if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. So I think we're in the midst of this and we have to do something about changing people's attitude. And that's what we hope we can participate in with our program is get people to look at what, the, what a free market is all about, what sound money is all about, what personal liberty is all about, what it means to be independent minded when you want small units of government. Because when that happens, it will, it will move what the government does. Just like when the people got fed up with wearing masks when it, all the, there, there was a leak, people started hearing, you know, the masks aren't doing any good in social distancing. It doesn't work. And given the shots of kids don't work, all of a sudden people woke up. 
And I would say, in a positive way, of course, I would say that that, that is the sign that we see. And even if, even with this, it might, it might seem minor about what the, the governor of Florida has just done, but it's still very beneficial. It's moving in the right direction to say he doesn't have to have information from the bureaucrats and the Federal Reserve threatening him and intimidating him. So you got to put the money here or we'll call you uh, an anti-environmentalist. You hate the environment. And, uh, and, and get, they get to the point where, you know, they, they, they throw around the harsh terms. So that's why we do need people to stand up and be courageous about defending these positions it should be easy because there's so much better chance of getting peace and prosperity by doing this right thing of protecting liberty than what we're doing now and the deeper hole we have we keep digging and digging and thinking that spend more money you know uh, print more money uh, regulate more tell people what to do it doesn't work so what we're asking people to do is just look at this and participate as so many of you have done for so many years and spread the message of liberty because I am absolutely convinced if we want to have a promotion of peace and prosperity, that's the way to go. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.